0: Whoa! <clears throat> i Desk of Lady Ada.
1: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Desk of Lady Ada. We are in the dark void, but soon we will be doing electronics. We've got some... That's me in the
0: background. You can't see me.
1: Yeah, Phil just is just gigantic and, and very goth. We have a um, couple quick updates. I thought we'd do a little bit weekend update. You like watching a weekend update on SNL? You sure. do a weekend update at the Desk of Lady Ada. So let's see. we got a couple updates. One, you've got the new Make Magazine. You got it from... The magazine store.
0: Yeah, we got it. We were walking around and one store had it and we bought both copies.
1: There's only two. (laughs)
0: Um, And we'll show that off.
1: We got that. We've got um, a little TFT display, which is adorable that I'm working on. A little prototype. I just want to show it off. It's so cute. And I wanted to maybe just tell people about this new learn guide that I worked on all weekend and maybe do a very quick make code demo.
0: Okay. What do you want to do first?
1: Let's show the magazine first.
0: Okay. So if you like this, tweet pound make v fifty seven, and then uh, put a space, and then put at okay. make, um, or Where, just put you know hi at make space pound make v fifty seven. Let them know that this is a cool thing that they did. Um, Hacker posted up a link, Brian Benchoff, that uh, you're on the cover. So thank you, Brian. Yeah. yeah. Do you want
1: to shrink me down a little bit so
0: I'm not? Uh... Uh, yeah, I'm going to shrink you down a little bit. Yeah, we'll, we'll shrink you down and then you'll be able to show some of the pages yes. inside this magazine.
1: I'd like to be small.
0: Yeah, we'll uh,
1: make me small. We'll
0: shrink eyes Lady Ada. Make me small. Thank you. Okay.
1: Uh, okay, so this is the board's guide. So there's actually a bunch of stuff in here about boards. Um, there's a lot of ads check this out. Some cool things. And then, um, oh, this is neat. So this is the thing I'm actually going to show in a bit is make code. So, make code is um, used to be called PXT. They have it for Microbit, but they are doing a launch at Maker Faire using Circuit Playground. So, do check it out. I think you'll enjoy it. If you're at Maker Faire, check out the Maker. Yeah, and go to
0: makecode.atafruit.com.
1: Yeah, and this is the. Uh, Alistair Allen, he wrote a really nice article about um, boards, and it's actually kind of a good, it's really interesting, he talks about Raspberry Pi, and esp eight sixty six and Arduino, and um, FPGAs, and 101s, so here's some of the boards. So for robotics, BeagleBone Blue, and then for, um, I guess, higher-end robotics, the BeagleBone Blue is only like 80 bucks, but then for higher-end robotics, The NVIDIA Jetson, which I'll be honest, I have never heard of this before, but I guess it's a new single board computer. It's got like parallel processing, visual recognition. This is for like serious robots, like very, not like little rovers, but um, like robots that do things. Uh, For educational board, the Arduino 101. Very interesting, Intel's doing a lot of work with the 101, they're they're pushing it kind of hard. You know, we did a project with the 101. It is a, a nice board, comes with Bluetooth, Arduino-compatible, has sensors built into it. Um, it's a different chipset than people are used to, because it's an Intel, I think it's a Quark? It's no, Curie. Um, it's the Curie chipset. It's got a neural network um, that you can use, but there's like not a lot of documentation about the neural network. And then um, microbit is another winner. So we actually have this available for sale now. It's, we're the first distributor. Very interesting board. Um, we'll be doing more microbit projects, but... Um, NRF51, the LEDs also make code compatible, which I think is pretty cool. For IoT boards, there's the Raspberry Pi Zero W, which like people know and love. It's the $10 Raspberry Pi with Wi-Fi. Um, very much loved. Uh, for other boards, the Feather Huzzah. It's actually a photo of the Blue Fruit. I think maybe I sent them the wrong photo. But um, the ESP86-based Feather is uh, one of their favorites. For art and wearables, uh, SparkFun MicroView, cute little OLED, um, Arduino compatible, and Circuit Playground. This is the original Circuit Playground, um, because this Express hadn't come out yet by the, you know, when they wrote this article. And then um, there's a really cool interview with Gordon Williams who did Esperino. Here's the, the table of boards. You can compare and contrast a lot of them, and there's, a, there's a ton. And then um, there's a really nice article. Here's me. So I actually had to throw these circuit playgrounds in the air. These are rejects. And I just had to keep throwing them until we got, like, a photo of, of all of them floating. And uh, here's after we threw them. there on the ground, and I, I just sat on the ground. Here's Michelle and Vance. They're pretty cool. Here's me at my desk. This is right after or before we did um, the photo. You can see here. I've got this little, uh, like, Watson robot. and some testers and my mug. Uh, Vance doing some WeWork. This is Sam and Jacqueline, Trevor, Kathy. Adafruit team, this is our team photo that we show on um, the Adafruit uh, uh, Ask every week. And then just a lot of stuff like uh, Gareth did the article. He asked me a lot of questions about how to run Adafruit and how I design stuff and like, what do I do? There's some details and stats. There's some good lessons, ten lessons for building an open culture. You can be a good business and a, you can be a good company and a good business. Open source isn't a business or a marketing strategy for us. It's the DNA of our company. It's part of what we do. Uh, for I like the illustrations the, they did. Yeah, for metrics. If you're not measuring things, you can't improve them. We have a weekly all-company meeting called State of the Fruit. That's on Fridays at like 5:30. And uh, we are transparent with all parts of the business, early and often, every person in every department, people, one person in every department talks about what's going on in their department. Skills can be taught, good people making good decisions should be the focus on what's celebrated. Celebrate others, it's not just about you and your products. Uh, traveling takes too much time, use the power of the internet, which is what we're doing right now. Publish frequently, from videos to blog posts. Why desk of data? Say so you no know to things, it's not about what you can do, it's more about what you will not do. Get a good trademark lawyer if you're open source. You're giving away everything but your name. It's important to protect it. You do not need a fancy... And finally, you do not need a fancy office or building to do great work. Great work can happen anywhere, even in an apartment. Yeah. And uh, that's cool. And then there's this article. So I haven't uh, finished reading yet about the uh, risk Five. so that's kind of cool. And there's an article by Zach about the micro bit. So that's kind of cool, too, because... Um, I'm psyched about the Microbit. I think the Microbit Circuit Playground and Express are like going to be the next two boards that are used in education, and that's it. There's more,
0: but yeah. You know, it's the so it's in uh, bookstores soon, um, newsstands. Subscribe to Make. I think did, um, the digital one is out for sure. I'm not yes. sure how it works if you subscribe now, but check with Make. And then we're going to try to get some copies in the Adafruit store, too. Okay. Okay. What's so next? So
1: that's that. So next up, I thought I would show this little TFT because it's just so cute. So I actually, um, here's a funny story. So somebody actually mentioned in one of the chats, one of the Desk of Lady Adas, they mentioned like a, um, a USB power meter that had a TFT in it. They're like, oh, check out this USB power meter. Because, like, you know, we have little ones, but there's like a really nice color one. I don't remember the name of it. And I, and I Googled for it and I found it on like AliExpress. And the thing that was interesting to me about it was not the um, USB analyzer itself, but the fact that I had a really small, high resolution color display, which I've been looking for. So most color displays are like pretty big. They're like, you know, like 3.5 inches or like, you know, we stock one that's 1.44 inches, but even that is kind of chunky. It's rather big. And what was interesting about this little um, USB analyzer, it was very slim and thin, but the display was very clearly high res because it had an image on it. And I was like, whoa, that looks like a really high res image. And so knowing, so I bought one and I took it apart and I found the um, part number on the back. Well, not a part number, but like a description. And I counted the number of pins and I kind of got a feeling for what to look forward to how to find it, and I contacted some of my TFT suppliers, and one of them actually did have, um, you know, equivalent, not the exact same, but a, a similar resolution. Usually the TFT itself is common, and you get different connectors from different suppliers. I'm not exactly sure how that works.
0: What's the max resolution on the screen? This one? Yes.
1: This is uh, 160 by 80. So I can show a little demo. What's neat is it's compatible with the um, st 7735 which is a display that we um, stock. So it's so high res, I've got to really zoom in here.
0: Are you OK with some other side questions as you do this?
1: Yeah, sure.
0: All right, uh, if someone wants to buy their first soldering iron, what do you suggest?
1: I think a, a, a Hakko is a good.
0: Yeah, we have them in the store. Whatever is in our store is something that we suggest. We don't. We could carry a billion different types, but we only carry a few.
1: Okay, so I'm gonna pull off this protector. Um,
0: Hacko is, is one on our, our desk right now.
1: Yeah, we have we have a HACO, um FX eighty eight. It's good with all the different tips. So this is the display. Uh, I'm still like hacking on getting the exact you know driver, making it work out right now. It it'll, you know doesn't quite uh, like it over overprints a little bit. You can see the really wonderful resolution. This is actually a higher-density resolution than OLEDs, and this is a full-color display, um, 16-bit color, and luckily enough, compatible. You can see it, it's compatible with the existing code. It's just uh, the code that I have is for 128 by 160, not 80 by 160. So all I have to do is, in the code, just make it so you know, it does the clipping and for the, for the size of the display. So I made a little breakout for it. And what's neat is um, you can even see this display is thin enough I can make it into a feather wing. Because I wanted to have a color feather wing display, but I couldn't find a display that was skinny enough that would fit between um, these two headers. So I can even move this down. Here, I'll, I'll unplug this and then I'll just move this down a little bit to show how it's. Uh, hopefully, I.
0: Okay, here's a side question. Uh, What do you use to debug a 32U for?
1: Um, I don't really use a debugger. I I just sort of uh, practice. Okay. Hold on. I think I got this uh, pin wrong. There you go. So, yeah, you can see this display is just the right width to go between the um, connectors. So it'll be a nice little feather wing with this beautiful color display. So that's a, a nice little thing that's coming up soon. But I'll have the breakout first. And this breakout also um, is just so small, but it does fit level shifter and an SD card slot so You can have little images on your little TFT. Don't know what this is used for usually, but it'd be good for, you know, it's probably used for little, um, Small wearables, like little medical devices, maybe little MP3 players.
0: Folks Very in chat huge. are looking forward to SSHing with that. It's gonna be a cool little display. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah it's a T I mean like you, you could use it with a Raspberry Pi. It's just it's gonna be small. It's only like maybe thirty by twenty characters, maybe thirty or could you
0: have a touch layer over the display?
1: No. This is just the display. I don't even know if you can get a touch layer made this small. This is just so small. Like if it was resistive you run out a space capacitive? I mean, it would it would cost you know ten thousand dollars to get it made. So I'll probably just say, hey, look, there's no no touch on this one. But very very cute. I think I might have you know like a button GP, you know, little buttons or maybe a joystick that goes with it that would make it um, possible to
0: use. But oh, very high res. Like a monocle.
1: A monocle. Yeah, you could use this for.
0: Okay. What's next?
1: Little displays maybe um okay so the next step was um let's show the uh feather guide
0: okay i gonna keep it small
1: yeah a little bit bigger so um i just finished writing this guide um so you can check it out this is interesting a feather so i'm i basically made one big guide for all of the um feathers and feather wings so you sat down, there's one feather that's not done. This is the uh, Sam R feather that is coming out. But other than that, every feather is in here from the basic ones.
0: Could you put Tetris on the little screen? You the could. The question just came out. OK. Very,
1: very small Tetris, but you can do it. Um, Wi-Fi feathers, you know, compare. Because basically, I had to do this once the ESP32 and the NRF52 came out. Because the ESP32 and the NRF52 are similar, but not quite like other feathers. And I was like, oh, I need to have something that compares them. So. This guide compares, you know, the ESP thirty-two with the Wicked, with the Wink fifteen hundred.
0: Yeah, everybody asked for this, so we just did it.
1: Yeah, and we have a little guide, talks about the graphic displays. So right now I have this black and white OLED, 128 by 32, and this TFT that's larger and has a touch screen, but it's three twenty by two forty. So what's nice is the little TFT I just showed will be right in between. It'll be higher resin color than this but not as big and, and touch-friendly as this, so it's kind of cool. Um, you know, RGB pixel wings and the three different relay wings. So basically every, every feather is in here, pretty much. There's like one or two that I have to, like the Express, I didn't make it in here. We have a little page that talks about which um, feathers can run CircuitPython. So you know, this one is designed for CircuitPython, and then um, these are ones that can use CircuitPython, but like not as well.
0: Yeah, folks say, thanks for making a guide for all the feathers. I don't understand them as much as Arduino, so it really helps see the whole lineup.
1: Yeah, there's just a lot. I mean, there's yeah. like 75 boards. It's just uh, like there's no, there's no like one quick yeah. page. We, go, we usually go by
0: budget. projects, too, like what do you want to do. But um, in that article in Make, uh, we talk about so every Friday at State of the Fruit or all company meeting, it's only half an hour. Doesn't it? It's not a, it's not like a town hall that you always hear about at companies and they're just like laying off people. Um, ours is called State of the Fruit, and at the end we do hug reports. So I think this counts as a hug report from the chat room. Lady at A, good work.
1: Yay! Yeah. So like all the d- different Bluetooth feathers, like the NRF fifty two, how does that compare and contrast with the blue fruits and you know ESP thirty two like. There's no real example code for a lot of the stuff yet in Arduino, so I haven't looked at it yet. Um, although, I think it's slowly making it through the IDF into Arduino, so check out this guide. Um, it also has the history of the feather, so you can go through and read about, like, how did I design it, what was I thinking, you know, what happened in which order, and um, we'll be adding more. So I've got that Zigbee feather I'm working on. and a bunch of other feather wings. I have to do a sensor feather wing and I'm trying yeah. to just design one once so once that's done. It's we'll
0: cool have to that see shot. other companies. Uh, Maxim made a wing. Um, MCCI made a wing. so the wing format is getting adopted and I think you know shields are big um, and those are you know historically Arduino and then there's um, hats and fats and then there was capes and then we have uh, wings. there was blocks for Edison. So um, I really like the, the the wing form factor, and I like that companies are we don't even, we find out about it after they do it. Yeah, bunch on Tindy.
1: Yeah, and like people are free to make Feather compatibles. It's not patented or copyrighted. The name is trademarked, so that you know.
0: Yeah, don't, don't call our don't call it Feather. Just don't
1: call it a Feather yeah. because it's it it's our way of making sure um, because we don't want people to basically make incompatibles.
0: Fun side story: um, If you're a, a trademark enthusiast like uh, I am, have to be. Um, Shield is registered by NVIDIA and so uh, I don't believe Arduino was able to get Shield as a trademark um, here's a question about the TFT yeah. do you program the TFT um, programming and processing what, uh, what would you do to program it
1: you, well right now I'm using the Arduino library it's, the chipset is called the ST7735 which is a very common chipset um, I believe we have a driver for it in CircuitPython or MicroPython yeah. vaguely think that we may have done it if not, we'll get to it. If not, we'll get to it for sure because if I make a feather wing, I you know this is this is another nice thing. It's having all these feather wings. It makes it easy for me to check off like do we have yeah. um, circuit Python drivers for all of them? And we have circuit Python drivers for I think like at least eighty percent. A couple of the newer ones maybe we don't. Um, and some of the wireless modules don't because they're very complicated.
0: Okay, what's next?
1: Um, Okay, so that's that's all that stuff. So people check that out. um, I'll keep working on that. I I made it public, but I'm going to keep working on it. You can see I didn't do the The Radio Wings page is is still empty, but I'll get to that. So next up I want to show MakeCode because I thought that was neat. Um, So MakeCode is um, one of the platforms that we're targeting with Circuit Playground Express, which is coming out on Wednesday. Yes, we've already built all the boards, so we're going to have a developer's release on Wednesday. For the circuit playground express for people who want to get one uh keep an eye on wednesday and we'll or tuesday and we'll we'll put them in the shop um not a lot and they'll be limited to one per person because we only made a small run and uh, we're still working on all the support it's very early still like a lot of optimization has to occur but one of the things that is working pretty well is um make code so make code is like a Microsoft project, and this is really neat, and I'll talk about it more in detail, but basically, they wrote a linker for Cortex M0 chips in the browser. So it happens in JavaScript, which is cool because it means that you can, like, you know, with MicroPython or CircuitPython, the interpreter is in the chip. Here you're actually still writing at the chip level. Like you can write registers and you can um, use DMA and like low-level functions of the Cortex-M0 chips, um, but you can program it without a compiler because it's linked in the browser, which is like pretty awesome because it's exactly what you can do now. I mean, if you can run a MAME emulator in a browser, why not write a compiler linker in the browser? Like you can you can do it. It's actually not that complicated, and the ARM chip sets very well. Documented so there's a there's it's not compiling so much as linking I believe I mean there is some compilation but it's a lot of linking Um, and it's open source and basically allows them to have a way to program chips again completely in the browser and even though it's hosted on Adafruit you can run it locally like there's no you don't need to have an internet connection to to run this code and allows you to do a block based programming system um, that creates binary code that you run. So this is neat because a lot of Scratch programs, like a lot of Scratch type block programs, only let you um, send fermata commands to a program. Like it, your your board has to be running fermata and it just sends commands over serial. This is actually making standalone binaries that will run on your board. And so it's for... Uh, Cortex-M0 chips, right now they're only supporting Microbit and the Circuit Playground Express, but hopefully they'll support more boards in the future. And it's neat because you basically get to um, make projects using these blocks, and so you there's no, you know, if Python is already like, you're like, oh my god, that's so easy, you don't even have to deal with memory management, this is going to blow your mind because it's fully threaded for you already. So you don't have to even like it's all event driven, but you don't have to manage your events. So I'll I'll toss this out to show how this works. So um, you start with some basic blocks like you know on start, and you just drag these blocks. And for example, um, over here there's an emulator, so you can see what's going on. So let's say I wanted to do um, the this rainbow animation, and I want to play it forever. So when I click this in, the um, emulator restarts, and you can see what it's going to do. And let's say I want to download this. I'm like, okay, I want to have this happen on my um, Circuit Playground. So then what I do is I go to my Circuit Playground overhead. Can you um, just go there really fast?
0: Yeah, you're in a bigger boop.
1: Oh, sorry. I grabbed the wrong.
0: Hands. You have too many circuit playgrounds.
1: Huh?
0: You have too many circuit playgrounds. I know.
1: Well, I, I grabbed it. I was like, why isn't the bootloader working? OK. So you plug it in, and um, all green means the bootloader's running. So um, then I go back to the computer. And I click. I'll shrink you down. Oh, Clara. yeah. Be I click download down here. Oh, and by the way, you can play along. You can go to makecode.adafruit.com right, and try this out. Um, save the file. I'll click done here. And then what I do is I go to my computer and I have that C-Play boot. That's that mass storage bootloader. And then here I open up the, um, my downloads. Hold on, let me just download this again. To make Hub it.
0: report and shout out to Microsoft for making something very good, open source, and uh, with the goal of helping young people or all people learn programming and best of all this is the fastest way for us to do really quick demos um even at adafruit where we write firmware and lots of code um when you just need to do a very quick like i just want a rainbow pattern just like it's yeah. the fastest way to do it
1: so then once you have the download you can see i've downloaded like 10 other items but you just click it and you drag it and it all immediately reboots and then um can you go to the overheady
0: yeah, I'm gonna do this one.
1: It's now running that software, it's running that rainbow loop. So then you're like, okay, well, I want to make it do something maybe when I press the buttons or like slide the switch. So um, can you go back to the computer? I'll make it. i make it do some things.
0: Yeah. Someone asked an interesting question. Um, they're 38, no computer, electronic background. Where should they start? Lady Ada. I would say something like Circuit Playground and or something like Microbit first. Microbit, then Circuit Playground, and then Feather. Yeah. Um, you're going to be able to do projects in five minutes and you won't get discouraged so that's where i would start not because um you should start basic but because it is very rewarding to do something within five minutes and you're like wow i can see progress ahead so you want to go back to the computer yeah all right
1: so um, something I can do is for example i can have different inputs so like for example maybe when button a is clicked i can have it um play music so maybe i'll have it play the power up Okay. So, one thing I can do is I can like, try it out in the computer. So if I click this button...
0: Okay, the computer it, it made that sound. Yeah, it
1: simulates what it will be like, so okay. that's what happens when you press the but, A button. But what
0: happens when it's on the device? Does this really just work? Yeah. Really?
1: So let's maybe do something different. Let's do some more. Let's
0: work on a Chromebook.
1: This will work on
0: a Chromebook. Oh, boy. This
1: works on everything. There's a big New this York works Times on, article this about works on, uh, Android.
0: Google got, uh, you know, like 30% of the educational market. And you and I were talking about this, and uh, it makes sense. I mean, you know, schools aren't going to run mail and basically Google Docs. It's, I can see why. And then Chromebooks are pretty inexpensive, and now there's, there's this thing. So we might live in a world where there is a Android or, you know, Google OS thing. Gmail, Google Docs, and then Microsoft, make with code. Yeah. Make code.
1: And maybe I'll make this a little bit less bright. So, um, I'll set the brightness to be a 10 on start. So, it's easy. Like, you, know, you can just kind of like have all these parts dragging around.
0: It's fun. It's like a, being an electronic DJ.
1: Yeah, a little DJ. Okay, so now I have different pro- like I have a project where it does the rainbow, and if you click the A button, it plays Power Up. If you click the B button, it plays Birthday Song. So let's try this out. Click B.
0: It's a we're gonna, yeah, we're in an apartment. Yeah,
1: I know. Uh, maybe I'll do a, a shorter thing.
0: Oh, good question. So can you hook up Circuit Playground to an iPad and code an iPad? Um, so here's the deal. Um, probably not. Um, not physically, but who knows. Um, I'm very interested in Swift Playgrounds, working with Circuit Playground. Um, There's Bluetooth, and so we have ideas. So more on that later, but a lot of it is how do we get that to work? Maybe there needs to be some type of Swift to Circuit Playground, but the names really line up well, so we'll see.
1: It's challenging because yeah. Apple like locks down everything. You can't, if you could plug in a disk, like a USB key, you could use it because it uses mass storage. But that's not even exposed in iOS. All right, so let's download this to our um, board and then we'll we'll try it out. So let's see, save, done, and then we go back into the bootloader mode. And then let me, um, I forgot, I gotta keep this open. Drag the program on. Okay, and then can you go to uh, the overhead? So now, uh, when I press the button. How weird. It totally worked like one minute ago. Live demo.
0: Is that the same? Did you do the other Circuit Playground? You had you had two different ones before.
1: Um, maybe I did. Maybe I grabbed the wrong one. Yeah. yeah. Hold on.
0: We have a desk full of Circuit Playgrounds. They're all plugged in. So let's see what happens. Download completed. Maybe grabbed the wrong file and the wrong know. Circuit Playground. Let's find out. Yeah. <sighs> oh, no. Did you break it?
1: I probably broke it. Let me try my other one. Try your other one. Because I tried this demo earlier. Oh yeah, I probably I probably used one of my broken ones. Anyways, here's the music. So it uses the little speaker and the audio comes out of the speaker. And then you can, you know, change the brightness and you can have it like do something when you shake it or when you touch a pin. So it has all the like different inputs and outputs that you would expect from, like you know, you, the things that you'd expect if you're using Arduino, but you don't have to use Arduino. It's like all in there already. So it's kind of neat. And what's cool is that you can like play with the simulator just to try it out. Like you can simulate like lights, buttons, music. We got, we got people
0: testing this on their Nexus and their Chromebooks. It's working.
1: Yeah, try it on your your yeah. It definitely works on Android, Linux, and Chromebook. And we are coming up with creative ideas for how to make it work with iOS. Um, We may have to do something like what uh, Love Love to Code, Bunny's project does, which is use audio because there's just, like, no other. But even then, you know, there's no headphone jack, so you'd have to use a headphone adapter. Or we can um, wait until we have the the Bluetooth version of Circuit Playground, which will be... A while and from to be now. clear,
0: this is this works with the new version of Circuit Playground that we're going to be launching. Yeah, this
1: is the Express.
0: Yeah. So just know that there was a there was a lot of things that had to happen. So that's the next version that'll be coming out soon.
1: Yeah, this is one of the benefits of, of going to the SAMD processor. The original Circuit Playground has an AVR and does not work with this setup because it doesn't have the mass storage bootloader, and it doesn't use a Cortex
0: yeah. M zero chipset. See how easy it was it to dra- to drag a file over to a drive? That's the Type of gymnastics we need to do can't do that with the uh, AVR.
1: Yeah, but that's why we've uh, we have this new version coming yeah. out. Yeah. So yeah, the new version will be able to do Arduino, MakeCode, CircuitPython, and we'll still carry the older version. We'll just make it really clear which is you know which is which.
0: Yeah, I mean there's an entire ecosystem of AVR-based projects and more mm-hmm. that will just be straight up Arduino compatible. So we'll always have that. We'll always support that. But that being said, we need to also get to a place where people don't need to download the Arduino IDE. Um, They might just have a Chromebook, and that's it. And it also needs to be like maybe 15 bucks or less or 10 bucks maybe. And it needs to do all this stuff. And it needs to be a USB drive. And the kids need to be able to carry their code around on it. And it needs to work with something like MakeCode. So that's, uh, that's what we got going. This is exciting because... I feel like a lot of people are, they weren't able to just download any software, and I think this is a good thing, more so because Python is taught everywhere. Yeah, so, so you can
1: start with something like make code, drag and drop. I mean, you can see you get started immediately. There's no software install. There's no drivers. There's no nothing. Yeah. just—it just like you drag blocks around and, and things happen, and that can teach people like basic ideas of loops and inputs and outputs and stuff, and then... Um, once, once people feel comfortable with that, you can upgrade to Python, and then, you know, you have no memory management, no pointers, but, you know, you're having to write type text, and you have to, you know, it's all, it's all text-based. And then when you're really advanced, you can move up to C++ with Camino. You know. So that's the plan. Okay. So stand with the plan.
0: All right. That's everything for tonight? That's it. Okay. Thank you, Lady Ada. Well, that's Des, Lady Ada. We'll be uh, doing this all week. We'll also have a special guest, Pimerone, um, on Wednesday show, show and tell, seven thirty p.m. Eastern time. Ask an Engineer, eight p.m. We'll probably do a couple of Des, of Lady Ada, more. And we have some additional camera setups that we're doing at the Adafruit factory. So you'll probably see some live broadcasts during the week from. Adafruit. So if whatever version of streaming you're seeing, just uh, hit the button that tells you that there's more ahead. Right. Because it's going to happen. Okay. All right. Thanks, Adina.
1: Thanks, everybody. Bye. Weekend update.